I was asked to discuss the issue of double standards. Um, we find in life many different levels <clears throat> we have double standards. I'd like to speak about three different areas. <clears throat> I was told that in the area of women's clothing, the Christians have strong tightness against the Jews, that we are the Jewish clothing designers are responsible for much of the preachers in this area. We claim that we are the Yama Nifchar, we are the Yama Hashem, we represent the Rabbani Shalom, and our religion is in the forefront of preaching about Kedusha and about Sneas. And we have the Medrash that the Chazal say that uh, Bilam HaRosha gave an advice to, to the Hebrew there, to Bolok, Elokeim Shaleilah that the Rabbani Shalom, the Jewish God, can't stand preachers. And they should send uh, the Zionists and that uh, the Rabban will see this Nus and run away from the Bnei Yisrael. So, punt in this area. We are the, the Jewish clothing designers are in the forefront of designing the dresses with the preachers. Terrible. Chilol Hashem. We have in America many, many obscene magazines. You walk in the street, you can't even avoid seeing them being sold on the corners. A good percentage of the distributors of these magazines are Jewish. I understand why. Jews always go where the money is. So Hamitzvah to make a parnasa. So they always like to go into the fields where you make a lot of money. You look in Yeridea, the Ramah talks about the fact that the Jews were always selling getchkis to the Nochem, always selling prayer books, and always selling rosaries and everything, and they, because uh, that's how they made more money. And there are more bends over backwards to find coolest and Ishkin Lifnei, Vahina Her, all kinds of terutsim. In fact, it's interesting when they were first importing mummies from Egypt to, to demonstrate in Europe. <coughs> so the Jews were on the forefront of uh, importing the mummies, not Nitno, the Jews, the Kohanim. The Kohanim were on the forefront, but they were in the business. So the Mishlam Melech raises the whole issue uh, to Masameis is the Kohen Muza not to be metamid to the mummies. If the Jewish people stand for Kedusha and Tahara and Precious and Sneas, see, even if this is a good way to make money, how can a person who's principled, how can the Jewish people who are considered the Yam Kishayorif with such Akshanim that we always stand for what's correct and what's proper, we ignore what the outside world has to say? Avram Avinu is referred to as Avram Ha'ivri, and one of the interpretations that's given by the Medrash on that phrase is Avram Ha'ivri means Kol Holam Kula Avram The whole world was going in one direction, Avram was going in the other direction. He didn't care what was politically correct. He did what's supposed to be correct. So it shouldn't concern us. It didn't concern Avram Avinu the fact that everybody was laughing at him. It shouldn't concern us the fact that the whole world is interested in these obscene magazines. And the whole world doesn't see what's wrong with her being in this kind of business. If we know that that's not the right way to go, so how come we find so many orthodox people in this business? It's terrible. We have a din that it com when it comes to non-kosher food, a strict halacha that a, a Jew is not permitted to be in business, is not permitted to do schar b'macholos asuras. No, these obscene magazines or these preachers' dick addresses, this is not macholos asuras. So strictly speaking, as muta, you don't have that prohibition. But it's still, uh, it's also because of Lifnivelesite Michsho. And it's also because, what do we stand for? What does our religion stand for? We're supposed to do the thing that's correct, not the thing that makes more money. 
we find a lot of Judaic stores, or Svarim stores, where in addition to selling all the holy Svarim, they sell up because books, they sell books written by Reform uh, Rebbitzins, with all kinds of Divrik Fira. Why do they sell it? Of course we know why they're selling it. They want to make some more money. They have customers who want to buy it. The owner of the store is, a, is an Orthodox Jew. He should say, no, I'm not allowed to sell that. You want to buy that, go contact the, the publisher directly. How can you sell that? Strictly speaking, Taka, it's not, it's not Macholas Asuris. It's not included in the prohibition of Skarba Macholas Asuris. But it certainly is a problem. The Gedolim in Europe considered this either possibly a prohibition of Mesis. Some of the Gedolim said to sell such apikursus in magazines or to sell apikursus in books could be a prohibition of Mesis. And if not Mesis, at least it could possibly be a prohibition of Livneiva Lesite Mirchol. Orthodox Jews often live with double standards. As far as we're concerned, we know that we would never wear such dresses, we would never read such books, we would never look at such magazines. But we have the attitude, business is business, for the sake of Parnassus, the Hamitzah, to make a Parnassah. Not let it uh, take its docker from other people if you don't need it. So people are more ahead there, <coughs> and they say it couldn't be so bad. This is a terrible thing. We're supposed to represent HaKadosh Baruch We're supposed to be the Yama Nifchar. So we should be medactic about this. No heter. Honesty. Chazal tells us that on one occasion a note came down from heaven and it was signed with the name Emes. So the Anshek Tensak understood that that's signed by HaKadosh Baruch That's the Rabbanu Shalom's signature. HaKadosh Baruch created all people but Selim Alekim. So we're all supposed to preserve this Selim Alekim. We should all be medactic and the Midas Oemis. B'nai Yisrael are considered Bonim Lamokim. means that we not only have the same Tzalem Lamokim that the Umas have, we have it in a deeper sense, to a greater extent. We have this uh, Midas Alekus ingrained within us. And we have teachers who teach in secular schools, they teach in, they teach in public schools and in yeshivas, and they claim that there's more cheating going on in the yeshivas than there is going on in the public schools. What is it? Because we're sharper, so we know how to get away with it better. Terrible. Lush and horror, gossip. We have people who work, also professors, who teach in secular colleges and they teach in Jewish universities or Jewish high schools and they talk about the teachers gossiping with each other. They say that there's more gossip among the Jews and they're in this among the Nochrim. The Nochrim don't have a prohibition of Lush and horror. We have the prohibition of Lush and horror. We're supposed to be representing our Kodesh Baruch Hu. This is the way we're representing the Rabbani Shalom. Terrible. Zachil Lashem. When we daven, we're always proud of the fact we repeat many times, the Rabbi Shalom chose us. And we say, as Rabbi Tversky mentioned before, Elokeinu, the Rabbi Shalom is our God. We say in the davening, we have two expressions, Vishmenu Karosa Bishmecha, HaKadosh Bochu has incorporated our name into his name. And we say on the other hand, Vishimcha Agorah HaKadosh Aleinu Karosa. HaKadosh Bochu has allowed us to incorporate his name into our name. What does that mean? Usually when a couple gets married, so in some countries the wife takes on, usually the wife takes on the husband's name. When I got married, so my wife called herself Mrs. Shechta. In other Medinas, the husband takes over the wife's name. The marshal took over his, uh, his wife's name. His shvigas supported his yeshiva, Edlis. He took over the shvigas name. A cook's son-in-law felt that uh, the name Cook is better than his family name, so he called himself by the name Cook. In different parts of the world you take on. So the Rabbi Shalom married the Jewish people, so 
we have incorporated his name into our name. We are called Am Hashem. He is called the Lekei Yisrael. So this is the way we represent him. This is the way we represent our spouse. We do all the things that uh, the whole Jewish religion uh, is completely contradictory to all of these things. Already in the days of the Gemara, there was one village in Bovel. <clears throat> well, most of the Ganovim in that village were Jewish. So the Gemara has Dinan based on that assumption. Someone stole a barrel of wine. It was an open barrel of wine. You don't know whether it was stolen by a Jew or by a non-Jew. So the Gemara says, since in that community, Rov, Ganva, Yisrael, most of the Ganovim were Jewish, you have the right to assume that it's stolen by a Jewish person and the wine is kosher. So some... Some of the poskim made a mistake, and when they quote this Gemara, they misquote the Gemara in Yeridei. They, they write, Rob Yisrael Ganvi. Most of the Jews are Ganovim. So the later poskim say that's not what it says in the Gemara. It says, Rob Ganvi are Yisrael. Then some other poskim misquoted the Gemara. They say, they assume most of the Ganovim all over the world are Jewish. It's also not true. The Gemara says in one particular city in Bovel, the majority of the Ganovim in that community happened to be Israel. So fine, so the Paschim have narrowed it down to that statement, but it's still a terrible condemnation. Most of the Ganovim in that village were Jewish. That's terrible. We should rip Kriya over that. We are really supposed to represent HaKadosh Baruch in this world. <coughs> There's a terrible Chilasha. At the time of Maimon HaSinai, it was a world full of Avedizorah, full of superstitions, and full of black magic. And HaKadosh Baruch commanded the Jewish people, we should stay away from all of this. No superstitions and so on. So, with and to stay away from all of these things. And Chukas HaGoyim in Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah writes in Yeridei, quotes the Maharik, that the, the original Easter of Chukas Takum goes on things that are rooted either in Abu Zorah or in superstition. You look around today, you get the impression that in our generation, the Jews are on the forefront of all the superstitions. We're more superstitious than anybody else. We are so hung up about observing minhagim. We have, we have mitzvahs min we have mitzvahs min and we have minhagim. And we follow the minhagim meticulously to the same extent that we observe dinim derais and dinim derabbanan. And we assume that minig Israel has a din like a ter, but there are minhagim and there are minhagim. There's such a thing as a minig shtus. Not every superstition that was observed in Europe, it was permissible. Many of, the things, many of the things are outright superstitious. You're not permitted to. So we should not observe these superstitions and sanctify them with the Gedusha of Minhagim. We have to ask Shilas, which, which things are Minhagim that should be observed? Which are violations of Loisa Nachshu, Loisa Nenu, which may not be observed? Because when you look around, you get the impression as if we're more superstitious than the Umas Ha'elam. And we're supposed to stand for just the opposite when the Rabbani Shalom gave the Torah High Sinai, we were supposed to be in the forefront of fighting against all the Avodah and all the superstition. Remember when, when I was in high school, we were learning Baba Basra in the yeshiva, in the end of the second, bar, the, the end of the second parak in Baba Basra, the Gemara has a discussion of Roy versus Korov. If you're not sure what the facts of the case are, so the likelihood is the Rov indicates in one direction and the core of the fact that this barrel of wine is closer to this vineyard than to that vineyard maybe indicates that the wine came from this vineyard. So the Gemara discusses such a Shiloh also. They found a barrel of wine that was stolen. They're not sure whether it didn't belong over there where they found it. Was it stolen from this vineyard? Was it stolen from the other vineyard? 
Was it stolen from a wine press where the wine is kosher or from a wine press where the wine is treif? And who was the Ganav who stole the wine? Was he a Yid? Was he a Nochri? And the Gemara works out when do you have the right to assume that the wine is kosher? So I remember one of the boys in high school asked the Rebbe, Azoitimimizdik. The Rebbe was a European. The Rebbe spoke Yiddish and we spoke English. Most of the boys spoke English. So the boy asked the Rebbe, but Rebbe, obviously the Ganav is a Shem Mitzvah. So even if it was stolen by a Jew, the wine should be treif. Machal Shabbos, a Jew is not observant. So he asks his wine also, not only in Ebed Avodizar. So the Rebbe started to chuckle. So he said that you boys are Americans. He wanted to praise us. He said, you boys are Americans. And American young people think logically. And they think in a consistent fashion. So you think either you believe in God or you don't believe in God. So if you believe in God, so you're going to keep all the mitzvahs. So you're, not, you're going to keep Shabbos, you're going to keep kashas, so you're not going to be a ganav. He says, in Europe, <clears throat> the mentality of many Orthodox Jews was that they weren't so consistent. They weren't so logically consistent. A person could be a Shema Shabbos and a doctor can He can be a Ganav. That's how he makes his living. That's his partner. said to be a Ganav. So he told us, good for you. You, you consider this a Kasha. You consider this a Stira. How can it be? He's, obviously, he's not a religious Jew. If he's a Ganav, he stole the wine. So the wine should be treif. He said, the answer is, the Hazal say... Just because Ben Adam Lahavera, the person is a Ganif, doesn't mean that it's kosher to swear falsely. Ben Adam Lamokim, he's not kosher. Many people don't, don't see any inconsistency over here. In some areas, they're medactic. In, in their fashion designing, they'll be as priests as big as they want in order to make more money. And uh, what business they're in, they'll publish these obscene magazines. They'll be shoots from in these kind of businesses. It doesn't bother them. In their personal lives, they'll be medactic in the mitzvahs. The Rebbe told us, good for you, that you consider it a contradiction. A Jew has to be consistent. And a Jew should, should not have double standards. <coughs> we all go in the footsteps. We try to go in the footsteps of Avram Avinu. The Pasuk in yesterday's Sedra says, Ki yidaitiv HaKadosh Bochus says, I love Avram Avinu. Lemanesh Yitzavez Bonavis Beisachrav Alalachas Bederach Hashem. Avraham Avinu tries to be Mechanech, his children, and that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves him. So we all try to be Mechanech, our children, they should daven properly. No, how can we be Mechanech them? They should daven properly. So if we ourselves come to shul late, and we talk in the middle of the davening, sometimes we know the dina, we allowed to talk sometimes, we don't exactly know the dina, b'shoigig, b'mezid, whatever. We finish davening shachars in 25 minutes, or we're rolling up our, our tefillin and folding up our talus and putting in everything away, as we're saying, Aleinu which is clearly against the dinner, and then we're running out from shul. So what kind of a message are we showing our children? That the davening is not so significant, it's not so important. So how can we have any kindness against our children if they don't place any significance on the davening? I remember there used to be a chesidish rebbe in Bensonhurst. <coughs> rabbi Stein, the Faltachan, is a chanel So he told us once that when he founded his shtibel in Bensonhurst, he made up with the people in the neighborhood... He's prepared to daven on Shabbos whatever time they want. They want to daven 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, Shabbos. He can justify any's money. He knows all this for him. He can justify anything. But he said, one condition. Whatever time you make up that you're going to daven, everybody has to be here on time. If you're going to come five minutes late, you demonstrate that the davening is not so important as far as you're concerned. You have to demonstrate the chashivas of davening. You have to demonstrate to yourselves the chashivas of the davening. You have to demonstrate to your children the chashivas of the davening. The Gemara comments on the Pasuk in Tilim, Kirum Zulois Levnei Odom, that the Tfilos from the Dvarm Homdim Berumashal Odom, Berumashal Oilam, davening is such an important thing. 
And Bnei Adam Amizalzel and Bohem. No surprise why people are Amizalzel if we saw the way our parents daven. So what kind of a chinuch did they give us as far as davening is concerned? Everybody wants their children to learn. We are mechanach children. They should learn. We encourage them. They should learn more. They should do well. How can we encourage our children to learn if we never learn? If the parents are never sitting and learning, they never see the fathers learn. So you, the parents are giving the fathers, give the children the mistaken impression as if learning is only for school-age children. And it's like you have to do homework. The adults already graduated school, so they don't have to do any homework. But the children are still in school, so this is part of their schoolwork. Who likes, who likes to do schoolwork? Who likes to do homework? If you can get away without doing homework, so you don't do the homework. So why should the children want to learn? The only way to be mechanach, the children, to learn is like it says in the Pasuk, the Ksav Sefer points out, it says, You should teach Torah to your children at such a high level. The children should know it one, two, three like this. How can you succeed in doing if it's going to be the debarta bum, if you yourselves will show that you're learning every time that you have some free time <coughs> or you take off time, you then you show the children how important it is to learn. You can teach the children by way of demonstrating to them that you're learning. That's exactly how many of the Mephorshim comment on the Pasuk in yesterday's Surda by Avram Avin. It says, What do you mean, Acharov? He told his children not that he preached to the children, do the mitzvahs and daven and learn. No, Acharov. He said, follow me. This is my style of living. You should follow the same style of living. Avram Avina gave a lot of tzedakah, and that's how he showed his children they should give tzedakah. He daven nicely, showed the children they should daven nicely. He was kevayitim latur, so the children will follow in the same style. How can we give Musa to our children they shouldn't talk Lashonar? If we sit around the table when we're all together, Shabbos and Yantav, in the middle of the week, everybody's running in a different direction. Shabbos and Yantav, when we sit and we eat a meal for three hours, so what's the topic of discussion? So there are a couple of people in the world who talk about the Parshas of Shavuot. That's marvelous. Some people talk about what it says in the Kitsch Shulchanach. That's marvelous also. And some people just sit and attack everybody in Shul. They rip everybody apart. So if we're sitting and talking Lashonara, so how can we have any kindness against our children? How can we try to be machanach to the children not to talk Lashonara? And look at the double standards of Mizah. Yeah, people who are so medactic, they'll insist on having glat kosher. They'll insist on having a chazanish sukkah with all the hidurim and everything. And when it comes to other areas of Lashon Harad, it's, uh, everybody's marahetah. So how can we expect to have any hashpo on our children? The contradiction within the same area, if you have an observant Jew... In his personal life, he's observant, and then he does this for a living. He does terrible things there in the business. At least that's a contradiction from one mitzvah to the other. Here it's a contradiction, in the same mitzvah. We ourselves are not medactic in davening. We ourselves are not medactic in the Yisrael Har. We ourselves are not medactic in the Liman When you have a stira, that's the biggest stira. Then, of course, there's a third area of double standards. We always judge other people with one standard. And then when it comes to ourselves, we do the same thing that we blame the others for. We do the exact same thing. So the Mishnah tells us in Maseches Saita, the same way we judge other people, that's the way we will be judged. 
If we feel that the other one did wrong by doing X, Y, Z, so if we go ahead and do X, Y, Z, we're doing the same thing. We are paskinning on ourselves that our actions are wrong. We said it about the other person who's doing the same thing. That's how many interpret the line in the Machzer, in the Rosh Hashanah and Kippur Dikadabining, when we say in the Sanatikiv, so we speak about the fact that HaKadosh Bohu has the Sefer Hazichroinus, Everybody signed in the Sefer Hazichroinus. You remember signing in the Sefer Hazichroinus. What did you sign? So many G'daylam say that's what it means. In heaven they record the judgments that we pass on other people. When a person does this avla and he does the other avla, he does certain averis, talks Loshon Hora, whatever, we pass judgments on them, so this is all recorded in heaven. And then they record our style of living, they have a video of the way we act. And then you put the two, the two together, so we just signed our own psak, we signed against ourselves. The psak that we gave for the other people, applies to the way we live as well. This is mamish a double standard. You have to keep in mind the Musa that the Rebbe told the American students. I don't know if it's necessarily true. Such a major difference between Europeans and Americans in the mentality. But we're all Americans. Okay. So he said, as Americans, we should think logically. We should be more consistent. We shouldn't have any double standards. We know the Jewish religion stands for all of these things. Preaches is one of the first things as far as we're concerned. Superstition is terrible. We assume all superstition is rooted in Avodah That's the whole ikr of the prohibition of Chukasakum. All of this shmecht from Avodah We should run away from all of these things. We shouldn't have any of these contradictions. If we're orthodox, if we believe in... We have, we have faith in our Kodesh Baruch. We believe that the Torah is men So He gave us, the Rebbe Shalom gave us all of the mitzvahs. He gave us the mitzvahs, but Oram Lamok and Oram Lachaveris. How can it be that Migud Achashadam Amayna, Loi Chashadashvuas? How can it be a person only is medactic in this area, is not medactic in the other area? How can he possibly have a hashpo on his children if he's not medactic on his own? The only way to have hashpo is by showing them, by serving as a role model. How can we judge on others? In an area that's relevant to us, exactly, we do the same thing as other people. You have to try to be a little more consistent in life and discontinue all of the double standards that all of us have. Thank you very much.